0: Yeah, let's had a rough couple days. Um, We happen to have a guest on today's show. It is Josh. Hi again. So, I have been keeping this episode pretty under wraps from Ella. She has no idea, but I have spent... I don't know what the fuck this is. talking to Josh about it because I was reading a book for this episode, and I had to stop reading the book one night... Because Josh was having horrible nightmares, and yeah. I was feeling like something was in my house. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, because, and I, especially, I decided to stop reading the book at night, because it was getting close to three, and the, the dreams that Josh were ha- was having was where he was, like, under attack from something else. No. Was
1: it was it two o'clock by that point?
0: It was around two. So one of them, he okay, said that, that I was like viciously tickling him and I wouldn't <laughs> stop. And the other one was him locked in like an air vent and he couldn't get out no I do
1: not remember these dreams at all okay
0: the first one is considerably less awful than the second one but (laughs) yeah but the second one was definitely just that this is the second dream where you have no power and something bad is happening to you yeah I hate that nope yeah Uh, before I forget since you just said it this is nope I'm scared and we introduced Josh before we said who we were.
1: Oh, shoot.
2: <laughs> that's, so, I'm that's Alexa. That's what we do.
0: I'm Ella. And welcome again. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. You probably know our gig by now, but you know what? For you all you newcomers, it's okay, welcome. because I don't think we get to talk about any who's or what's it business, because I have a lot to talk about. Okay, let's do this.
2: Jumping yeah. right into today.
0: So, Ella, the case that I am going to tell you about, look at me in my eyes. You said it was one I know. It's the Sally House. No, no.
1: (laughs) She told me I couldn't mention that at all.
0: Yeah, I told him that he couldn't say Sally or Sally House to you because I wanted to hear fuck no from you. No, I hate the Sally House. We don't fuck with <laughs> demons like that.
1: Oh, so this is a demon story.
0: It's never been said whether it is or not, because I will talk about it, but I definitely feel like we dealt with a demon. Okay. Like there was a demon in this house.
1: Yeah, it happens in my Oh dreams for sure, a lot.
0: absolutely. Like Wait, technic- what book were you reading then? I was reading Deborah's book, which is the wife that was living in the house. So she wrote a book that came out in 2010 where she documented everything because she kept very vivid journals during their stay there. That's wild. I read her book because when you go to look up the Sally House, it doesn't really tell you anything other than some story that I don't even know where they got it. And so I was like, no, no. I want to know the actual story. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, yeah. Yeah. Have fun, Ella. Thanks. Okay. you always looking out for me. <laughs> Every time. Okay. So we are in Atchison, Kansas. Kansas? New Year's Eve, 1992. So it's about to be 1993.
1: I was negative two and you were negative three. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right, See? because that's how we measure time now. <laughs> See. <laughs> um. So yeah, this is when Tony and Deborah move in. So, before they moved in, Deborah discovered that she was pregnant, and that was the reason they started looking for a different house to move into. Makes sense. Um, and they ended up getting married in.
2: Like what? So <laughs> like one that could. Like you know, have a nursery.
0: Can I be a nursery? nursery. That's funny. That'll come up later. Ooh. Oh no!
1: Haunted house. This nursery. is an On
0: fire. Oh garbage God. can.
2: Could Great. be Great. I'm nursery. glad I could bring that into this.
0: <laughs> but be a Yeah. So they had um a wedding, and then like shortly after they moved into the house. Um. It was one of Tony's brothers who found the house, um, and it was oddly the lowest priced house on the block nice and when they went to go look at it they were like oh it looks really old and shabby and decrepit like it needs you never go for the cheapest house (laughs) it was also the oldest house on the block so um they didn't have any weird feelings when they went to go see the house everything looked really happy and calm Things had been freshly painted, so it seemed pretty bright and happy. Um, and so Deborah was super happy to be able to like nest in this new house before the baby came. So with them, they brought three cats and a dog. and uh, within the first few days, they didn't touch the nursery because Deb needed inspiration for what to do with the nursery. Really? Which I, I get. Like, she was like, what theme, what theme, what theme? Oh, okay. You know, like, she was like, mm-hmm. hmm. What like, exactly what you're going to do? I don't know, <laughs> I, I have more of an idea. I definitely probably won't end up having Winnie the Pooh nurseries.
1: What about pirate Winnie the Pooh?
0: I think that, like, I don't <laughs> want to put a baby into, like, a pirate's thing. I definitely want it to just be, like, kind of, like, Happy and peaceful, go to bed. Okay. But I would definitely let our kids have a pirate bedroom at some point. Like, what? why not?
1: What if we made it like all mystic tree themed and like the crib was like when Tarzan sits in like a leaf bed or whatever the hell?
0: You know, that would be great, but you're not a carpenter.
1: No. Oh, wait, hang on. I have done some wood art and I've done some oh, wood carving. I'm okay. with Jigsaw.
0: Okay. <laughs> getting, getting ahead of yourself. This isn't a happy nursery. Man. Okay. So, um, one day, in the first few days, Tony, who is the husband, was walking past the nursery, trying to also think of ideas for it, and he was being followed around by their dog, Sasha. um so they stood at the doorway looking into the nursery and then tony went to walk away but sasha started barking incessantly into the nursery nope fuck no already off to a
2: bad start
0: yeah she was growling and baring her teeth and tony couldn't see anything that would make her freak out about like that and so in order to calm the dog down he walked inside and was like there's nothing in here dude like, there's nothing in immediately here. gets karate chopped
2: on the back of the neck but the dog couldn't, couldn't what did you what did you say you're just gonna k- karate <laughs> chop the air no i said he immediately gets karate chopped on the back of the neck okay
1: oh i do like your thought of what she said because yeah. it's like oh yeah. there's nothing in here hey uh.
0: and then um. he actually hits something so the dog continued to be defensive and would continue to, like, growl at the nursery for about a week before Dude. she just suddenly stopped doing it.
1: How did how did they not be like, oh, Sasha, what's up?
0: Um, so she wrote in the book that looking back, they wondered if she was seeing a ghost. Yeah. And was just, like responding as if seeing a stranger in the house.
1: Yeah. And then Sus over time fuck. got
0: used to seeing that person. Oh
1: shit, that makes sense. That's so why they should have sprung on it.
0: They But they, at the time they were just like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why. I'm going to assume that it's because it's 1993 and maybe paranormal shit wasn't like that big back then. Don't know. Um, but if my dog ever started growling at an empty room, especially a room that has like literally no furniture or anything in it, I'm moving. Goodbye. (coughs) Give me my lease back. Thank you.
1: Like when Ollie uh, was growling at underneath my table.
0: He wasn't growling. He was just staring at that. And like I had just woke up from a dream where something was over there. So it was just very interesting to me that we were both looking there. Like if he had, especially since he was kind of like locked on it. If he had been like doing whatever he laid down. That's normal baby behavior. But <laughs> so that's when it was like weird. He wasn't. I don't think the house is haunted. I just think maybe something was there that night. Yeah. Yeah. Something that was
2: like passing through kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Maybe
1: things pass through my dreams all the time. But that I was I was not present in that interaction. for goodness. You were asleep. I was just out.
0: Yeah. So I mean, um, at least your closet
2: doors don't have mirrors on them because that could be a lot worse.
0: No, yeah, no. I don't like mirrors. <laughs> um, so other things started to happen like they would have they would cuddle on the couch together and they would the light above in the living room would dim down as if it was on a dimmer switch and it would stay at like a low dim for minutes and then jump back to full brightness.
1: Oh. oh not cool for a second I was like okay <laughs> God's just, just like setting a dick the mood move. lighting it. <laughs> no and then Satan's like ah
0: um, so they like checked all the wiring, like, t- like I will give them their credit that like everything that happens, they fully inspect to see if they can Ooh. recreate it. How could it have happened? Are there like wires? Is there something wrong? Like, so he looked all over the house, like checked the fuses. They even called out an electrician to come look at the electrical and like there was nothing wrong with it. Hmm. They couldn't explain why that was happening. Funky. Yeah, that's pretty thorough. Um, one night after they called the electrician, it happened again and it was Tony who was like, Ha ha, maybe we have a ghost. And the lights never did anything again.
1: <laughs> the ghost is like, they're on to me.
0: Like I think it was like, yes, I'm trying that's to get what their I'm attention. Telling you I have like I'm something's here. Um so that's, yeah, they stopped dimming after that. It didn't happen anymore. Which is Did something that anything seems to happen. That? It hap- this is like activity that seems to happen a lot where someone says something or notices something and things just stop doing it ever again.
1: Like Supernatural. When they're like, Bubby, is that you?
0: No. Oh. I'm not like Supernatural. Um... Early on into the move, Tony would also claim to hear whispering when he was falling asleep and like weird scratching in the walls.
2: No, but
0: Deborah never was able to hear it, and she just chalked it up to there's some squirrels in the roof or something. Yeah, like there's mice or something. Yeah. Sometime of the spring of 93, Deborah was in her last trimester, and it was like getting warm. So they ended up sleeping, they had one air conditioner that was in their master bedroom and it sucked. So often they would find themselves sleeping downstairs on the couch with all the windows and doors open. Dude. Yeah, like. In
1: her last trimester?
0: Look look at it, look at my eyes, I'm just like.
1: Oh, that's your worst nightmare.
0: Well, I would never be sleeping with the windows and doors open. I would buy another air conditioner. No,
1: just being warm while in the third trimester.
0: Yeah, you have rules. That would be awful too. I don't like to be warm. (laughs) But yeah, so I just don't understand that. I mean, I'm guessing it's like rural Kansas. It seems like they often say that they never locked their doors, which is a foreign concept to me. Yeah, what the heck? But it's a very common thing in, like, country areas. So that's just something that they did. Um, so one night while they were sleeping downstairs... Around 3.30 in the morning, Deborah woke up to a blood-curdling scream nope. and loud thumps going down the stairs. Nope. Uh, no. She woke up instantly and felt a heavy strike on her face and a thump to her upper body, which oh. made her scream, um, which woke up Tony, who was then started screaming. And so they were just screaming at each other before Tony realized he had no idea why they were screaming. <laughs> so they decided to look for what had broke woken up Deborah but found nothing then they saw that their cats were freaking out basically and all of their hair was standing on their head and they were this is why around. we need animals yeah they were slinking around the house as if something was chasing them and they would no. ran- they would randomly randomly hiss at each other and then bolt in the opposite direction which no. was something they had never done before
2: i hate that with a passion (laughs)
0: um so what they figured was that the cats had freaked out about something maybe an outside cat and gone tearing down the stairs and jumped onto the couch where deborah was causing that whole situation um but they never could figure out anything else I on mean, June props 8th, on them was... for, like,
2: trying to rationalize and figuring things out, but, like...
0: I know. I appreciate that they tried to stay logical, yeah. but I feel like sometimes the people who stay logical so long end up explaining yeah, away... Yeah, there's a limit. ...until it's so far bad that, like, you need help immediately. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, June 18th, there's, like, more electrical interference starting and like it's with the oven where um, it would mess with the timer on the oven so like Deborah would be baking and she would set the timer and then she'd look away and look back and the timer had like either more time or less time on it.
2: No that's just (laughs) rude.
0: Yeah it is. It's very rude. So she ended up buying an egg timer and the egg timer would start going off on its own all the time.
1: Without being set?
0: Without being set. Or it, it would like it would just set it, and it would happen all the time, yes. so it was driving her crazy. Oh gosh! So what somebody ended up suggesting was just disconnect the buzzer, so they were able to do that and it wasn't a problem anymore. Hmm. So the week that Deborah gave her baby, she gave
1: <laughs> to who?
0: <laughs> to herself. <laughs> Here you go, she my her child. From inside of herself. <laughs> Oh, thank
1: you. Here we go.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's essentially what happens. Um, So she gave birth on June 26, 1993, and she was immediately put on a seven-day bed rest. But she really chafed under that bed rest. And by day four, she was able to get Tony to allow her to paint the nursery. Dude. No, that's
2: too
1: soon.
0: I would be fighting you, too. I feel like let me get out of bed.
1: I'm gonna be like... But he'd be
0: fighting you right back. (laughs) But, like, also, she's only asking to paint the nursery.
1: Yeah, I want to just get the ladder and get the buckets of paint and the big-ass paintbrush (laughs) and then do manual (laughs) labor.
2: I'm on Josh with this one. I'm with Josh Josh.
1: on this one. Oh, uh, see, this is the reasoning I'm already preparing for when...
0: Fine. Um, So, (laughs) Deb had never been able to figure out what to do with the... Nursery, but ended up painting it both pale pink and pale blue. Ooh. And she that got, works. Like, in the end, she wondered if that was, like, influenced upon her because they, cause of who the ghost perceived itself to be.
1: A trans mm, I don't
0: like it. She had a boy. She had a son. Okay. And so what's largely known is that the ghost of the house was a young girl. Okay. So that's why like, she wanted to, Whose name was the Sally? She, it was both were represented in the nursery.
1: Oh, and yeah, there wasn't a white stripe in the middle.
0: No. So <laughs> while painting, uh, she got a phone call from her sister in New York, and as she walked back into the nursery, the phone just went dead. Oof. Um, so she, like, walked back out into the hall, and suddenly the phone call came back in. So she stayed out there because it was a long-distance phone call, and like, do you remember when you used to have to worry about getting long distance phone calls? And you were like, they're really expensive.
2: That's right. <laughs> There's like a time limit to how much time you could spend.
0: So she stayed out in the hallway but eventually she forgot about what had happened and she walked back into the nursery and the same thing happened again. It's so she walked back out. Basically.
1: That old commercial makes sense.
0: Um, <laughs> so originally it was just the nursery but later they would find that Dead zones would just kind of pop up in their house and then disappear and move somewhere else.
1: Weird.
2: Uh, they
0: seem the like day, surprisingly
2: chill with all of this.
1: Like, with
0: that? Yeah. With just it, everything that's happening.
1: It would make sense if, like, there were hills. Like,
0: but Kansas is flat.
1: Yeah, exactly. Which There's is nothing the in point. Kansas. Why like yeah. the random dead zone? Um,
0: yeah, and then one day the phone calls just stop being a problem. Just gone.
2: Like the light thing. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. When they first brought Taylor home, he would sleep more in the day and less at night, which was normal. They were, like, it's told that their their sleeping schedules are flipped, but over a few days it settles into a more normal thing. Um, But soon they'd find that they couldn't get him to, like, sleep for more than an hour to 90 minutes. Oh, no. At a time. Um, and then they would put him down and he would wake up and start crying. And so it was happening like this for weeks. So they were becoming zombies. Yep. Zombie people. They went Mm -hmm. through all their parenting books to try and figure out what was wrong. Nothing. They asked families and friends and they just told them that's what it is with newborns. You're going to be tired. Um, but they were, so, and they tried to figure out what on earth could be waking him up. They looked for drafts. They made, they were trying to figure out if he was too hot or too cold, They were like making sure that he was full when he went to bed with a dry diaper. And like nothing could figure out why he was waking up so quickly. And it wasn't colic either.
1: Man, that's going to be rough.
0: So, when she was telling her sister Karen about this, she decided, because she was also a new mom and knew what it was like, she decided she would come stay with them for a week and help them out and give them a bit of a break to catch up on their sleep. So the day before she arrived, Tony was vacuuming the nursery and a teddy bear mobile that was above the crib started going off on its own. He went and told That's Deb. That's something about that you can't and miss she...
2: and like explain away.
0: Yeah, but he like was across the room and he watched it start turning and it also had music that went with it. No. So like he Oh, I don't it.
2: like that. Not, Not at all.
0: He wanted to tell Deb that there was something happening. And she's like, yeah, the baby monitor responds to noise because if it hears noise, it thinks the baby's crying and it plays a lullaby to put it back to sleep. And he's like, yes, but that's not what I'm saying. Um, He told her, he was like, it's the mobile, it's not the monitor. But she wasn't like listening to him, so he just went back to vacuuming. But soon he came back and said, it did it again, come look at it. And she thought he was just messing with her, so she said no. And he's like, okay, well, I'm done vacuuming then.
1: Yeah, makes sense.
0: Yeah, no shit.
1: The ghost is like, uh-uh, no vacuum, please.
0: <laughs> it's too loud. He's it's like, g- exactly too loud. <laughs> um, so Karen's stay with them was, like, really a blessing. She ended up sleeping on the couch and would put the baby in, like, a basket beside her. And everyone slept fine. Like, the baby slept normal. And everyone was able to go to sleep. Dang. Um, so the next day, after everyone had gone to go to sleep, she decided uh, that... Deborah decided she wanted to go get a dresser for the baby's room. And they invited Tony's brother, George, to come help them get it into the house. They both saw the mobile turn again the way that Tony had saw it before. And went to tell Deb who thought that Tony had just gotten George to play a joke with him. Um, (laughs) Miss ma'am. So she dismissed it again, and Tony had to come to her later and say, I'm very uncomfortable because the mobile keeps turning. I don't like what's happening. Because that's the thing that you can't explain away. Um, The third thing that... Karen was there, they decided to take the baby back into their room because they missed the baby, and um, they were really interested in why Taylor was now able to sleep for four hours at a time when that had never been before. Um, On the last day that Karen was there, they went to Tony's parents' house and spent most of the day and into the night over there. Uh, As they were getting ready to go, one of their family members named Jeannie came up to tell them that she had stopped by their house to drop off a high chair for Deborah, and um, because she was there, she decided to go into the house and look at the nursery. How People are just like, I'm going to let myself in. in." Because, yeah, yeah, because they left their door unlocked, so she just walked in the house and was like, I want to go see the nursery. That's such a foreign concept to me. Yeah, I'm like, who just lets yourself into... Imagine, like, leaving the house unlocked all day. No. You went, to, you went across town to your parents and just were like, the house is unlocked, cool. No. Yeah, I don't like it. How do you live like this? <laughs> um, when okay. will you learn? She when seemed learn? to be acting weird, but didn't say anything, so they let it go and they just went home. Uh, so they got home around 10 and Tony went upstairs to use the bathroom. When he came back... He looked into the nursery and asked, why did Deborah move the stuffed animals? And she said that she didn't. Ooh. Um, so and she's like, stop playing another joke on me. Stuffed and found every stuffed animal that had been in the room was sitting in a circle with what? their backs to each other.
2: No. 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 This
0: is so much fun for you, isn't it? I mean, I had to read the book. I don't like Um, this. So they looked for any possible reason that the animals could have ended up that way. And then they remembered the genie had gone by. So they decided to call genie. So they called her and they said, did you notice anything weird in the nursery? No. Did you move any stuffed animals? No. What are you asking me about? And so they told her what happened. And then she says, okay, I wasn't going to say anything. But as soon as I came in the house, it felt very wrong. And then when I went into the nursery, I got really uneasy and felt like I shouldn't be there. And so I rushed out of the house and out the door.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. You
0: shouldn't be there.
2: You should not not be. in
0: someone's house. Without knocking or anything. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm just going to let myself in. But since she hadn't moved the animals, it means that they had been moved between the time that Jeannie had left the house and they had gone home.
2: Well, when you leave your door unlocked, so they could probably just chalk it up to, oh, someone came in the house, great.
0: Yeah, so they decided to put everything back and then turn off the light and go down the stairs, but as soon as they got down to the first floor, Karen looked back upstairs and in a flat voice said, the light's back on. (laughs) She handled that well.
1: (laughs) Karen's just like, yep.
0: So they go back up, day. out, shoulder to shoulder, and they find that one single bear is placed on its back in the middle of the room
1: facing away from them
0: i don't it's like, like that its, like, at back. all
1: oh oh laying on its laying back laying on I see. its back oh man i had like a cinematic view of just like the empty room and then just the bear like back
0: to the people no it's like it got placed laying down mm. in the middle of the room
1: <laughs> lame ghost
0: they thought,
2: maybe there's somebody in the now. house. Okay, well, yeah, that's a given. So,
0: so they look all over the house, but they don't find anything. And that's when they start saying, maybe we have a kid ghost or a motherly ghost who wants to give the baby toys. And I'm like... Yes, because that would give you a very wrong feeling. Well, I also just don't know why... The, the circle of bears back-to-back back is a very strange way to play with toys it like, feels
2: like a ritual for something i don't want to know about
0: well it's like that's not how i would assume a child would play like i would assume they get set up like a tea party but they do- they should be facing each other each other and then for them to get like to turn around and the lights back on and now it's like here's another bear it's I don't like, like very that. much like and now what?
1: Now we move.
0: And now what? <laughs> and now we leave. Um so they put all the they put the bear back. The bear was one that was sitting on a chair by the door. So like it had moved quite a bit. And they put it back and then they like stayed downstairs until Deborah had to pee. And so from the bottom of the stairs, you could see the bathroom because they were trying to make sure that no one else, like, none of the three of them was messing with the other two. So they were like, we'll stand here at the bottom of the stairs and watch you go to the bathroom.
1: In case, like, she got possessed or something?
0: Just, they wanted to make sure that she wasn't messing with it. Okay. Or something else didn't happen. Like, she would stop at the nursery, fuck
2: around with it, and then go to the bathroom.
0: So, as she passed the, r- the nursery to get to the bathroom, she, like, had to look in, because, like, you do. Um, mm-hmm. And she found the same bear in the exact same position it had been when they went up there the last time.
2: No.
1: After they moved it? No. Yeah.
0: Um, Is this a two-floor house? I think I remember yes. it being a two-floor house. It's a two-floor house. Uh, so they decided to call Tony's brother, Larry, even though it was like 11 and he was like, I get off work. And he was like, it takes it took him like 20 minutes. And so he was there at around 1130 um, because they needed someone else's opinion, I guess. Is
2: um, the
0: baby still there during all this? Yes, they, it's it's just been in the car seat, like sleeping in the car seat, because they never took mm. it up to the nursery.
1: So wait, it's just in the car by itself?
0: No, like you'd carry in
1: the- <laughs> Oh, okay, thank God. Like when you
0: have like a newborn, yeah. you get them settled into the car seat, and then you just hook the car seat in, because yeah. it's a lot of work to move the baby in and out and from the car.
1: They're always in the basket, the floating yeah. bed.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, So they try to get a response from the ghost... When they went from the nursery to the living room, they noticed that the teddy bear beanbag that was downstairs in the living room had been spun around to face the wall.
1: Yeah, there we go. Cinematic.
0: Um, Now, Larry, having seen, like, actually something going on in the house, says, well, my boss's sister named Barbara is a psychic, and she's gonna come to town soon. Oh, hell yeah. That's not so like gonna end I well. So, I will call her, and maybe she can help you out. Um, and then the next day Karen left.
2: So I wouldn't want them to be in that house by themselves, though.
0: I'd be like, all right, I'm out and leaving you
2: guys to, like, whatever the fuck is in your house. Okay, bye! But at this
0: time, they think they just have, like, some weird kid-child, which I don't understand, but...
1: Weird kid-child?
0: Yeah. Like they think it's a kid, weird kid, child ghost, and I would be terrified, and we'd be in a hotel.
1: Yeah, that. (laughs) Well, we also already
0: know that most kid ghosts
2: aren't kid ghosts. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: So it is interesting. Like I need to say at this point that Deborah and Tony sat on very different sides of looking at this ghost situation. Deborah had always been kind of interested in paranormal and she had tried her hand at spirit boxes and like really? spirit boards No. and trying like she was very no. interested in ghosts and Tony came from a very religious God fearing family that did not like ghosts and thought they were all bad. So she was kind of cool about there being shit in the house and Tony was like I hate everything about this. Makes sense. It given, depends like, the on the shit in the house.
1: Tony, Larry, and George.
0: Yeah. Um, so the day... Sometime later, Tony came home from work late one night because um, he'd been talking to his mom. So he'd been sitting there talking to his mom. And he comes and says that his mom was able to find the mother of the previous tenants of this house. Hmm. Um, it had been... So it had been a mother and two children, and the mother had said that she often smelled something foul that would that would be in the house, and she was always having to pick up after her son who lived in the nursery. Um, his toys would be everywhere, and she would often say like Pick up your toys," and he would tell her, "I didn't do this." Mm-hmm. And, then- and she
2: like wouldn't believe him. No.
0: And the daughter because what else would it didn't be? have much going on, but she did have an imaginary friend who she named Sally. However, oh, she, no. she thought it was just an imaginary friend, yet Uh-oh. when they moved, she never talked about Sally anymore.
2: I don't like that. I really don't like that.
0: What am I going to uh, do if your
2: kids, like, start to see ghosts? Tell me about it. Well, I mean, you'd probably already know about it by then, but, like...
1: <laughs> Start talking to other people as well. Get second opinions.
0: Oh, I don't like it. Okay. Let's
1: grab some sage. So the next grab day, it.
0: Tony's brother George comes from next door, because he lived next door, to look around the house, and he sees the same beanbag bear chair turn around, like, in front of his eyes. It goes, like, Foop. No! um this ghost Tony doesn't even George like trying to hide at the time and they saw it together before taking up taking off upstairs to go find Deborah and tell her what happened but uh, Tony makes it up the stairs but George gets stopped mid-stairs and Tony hears him say I can't move Oof no so he turns around to see George who looks very pale and is gasping for air yeah he keeps trying to move forward but it looks as if there's a great weight on him that oh. is pushing him backwards down the stairs oh
1: i have seen this in person
0: um, what i'm george sorry later... you, have what?
1: <laughs> you have what yeah yeah i've i've, de- I've dealt with people being possessed
0: um so, yeah so george would later say i knew that, that but what i didn't know that happened was he felt like a cold coldness went through his body, and then he lost all control of his muscles. Yep. He stayed stuck on the stairs moving backwards for a few minutes before he was finally able to move again. And so now not only do they race up the stairs to tell Deborah about the beanbag chair turning around, they now tell her, George just got frozen on the stairs. Boy,
2: and t- and she's like, I don't know what you mean, but okay.
1: <laughs> like... He was immobile, like...
0: Yeah, he was forced to a stop on the stairs, even though he was trying to walk forward.
1: Yeah, like when the body's recharging after a major panic attack.
0: Um, She thought they were messing with her, and when they first came in, she thought they were actually laughing, and then instead realized that they were panicking.
1: Hysterical.
0: (laughs) For someone who says she believes in
2: ghosts so much, she's really like, I don't believe you.
0: Yeah. Um, so they say, we're getting out of this house right now. So George immediately takes off outside, and he just paces in front of the house until they're done. Um, Deborah and Tony, however, had to get all of the baby stuff together. And they had to, like, get the bag together and get the baby into the car seat. So as Tony's buckling Taylor into the car seat, he, like, jumps back, and he's, like, clutching his back and says, ow. Um. No. Ow, ow! No! No! Ow! But they didn't like look at anything. They just finished buckling Taylor into the car and they left. Like only after they got to Tony's parents' house and they were telling them all about everything that happened, did Deborah remember to look at his back. And so when she goes to look at his back, I don't she know. finds three bleeding scratch marks that are about five to six inches long each.
1: No. No. Um, No, no. I I haven't dealt with that much of physical pain from a demon before.
0: So Dev is now very scared and then pissed and then curious (laughs) because she'd never heard of a ghost doing this before.
1: Okay, wait, what were those? She was
0: Scared, pissed, (laughs) Pissed, curious. Oh, uh, hmm? Like, she was like, oh my God, (laughs) what happened to you? Who the fuck would hurt you like this? How did <laughs> they even do it? And then she starts was like,
2: threatening this to demons.
1: The baby? Oh. Oh yeah. Mama Bear defense mode.
0: So um That's what it do. They immediately call the psychic. Um I think this is when they call her. Who and like th- so she's able to communicate that she thinks they have a spirit of a girl between the ages of five and thirteen who just really likes the house that they're in and is very protective of the baby. She's a dick. She felt Yeah, like she's the a girl's dick. Name was Sally, which was very surprising to them because they had already heard that the previous tenants had a girl who played with someone named Sally.
1: Oh shit, this is the medium telling them Sally.
0: That's the psychic. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh. Ah.
0: She said <laughs> that the toys were because the girl was playing with them and then asked if asked them if the baby had been waking up a lot. Which so that was like Deborah hadn't said anything about it because she was dealing with being first time mom guilt and wanted to feel like she was succeeding and if she couldn't get her baby to sleep, that must mean she was a bad mom.
1: The pressure we put on So the she
0: hadn't told anyone that Taylor had been not sleeping. So what Barbara did was suggest that they give Sally rules and a place where she could play with toys and a place to put them away so that she could clean up after herself. They also said you need to make sure she stops messing with the baby and say that you need to make it so that... that Sally knows you are the parents and you have to help the baby.
1: Did they try to... (laughs) uh, (laughs) <laughs> Did they try to do some method that um like hallowed the house of some sorts? No, I don't
0: know. It feels oh, like they're trying doing, to tell but... them how to train a pet. Like Basically to... they're saying like this is just another child you have now that's a ghost, so you no. have to treat it like a child and parent it.
1: I didn't ask for this. And ghost. so like <laughs> you need
0: to be firm with this child and if she doesn't follow the rules you need to punish her and send her to her room. Oh shit! Um, you. The, she also told them to talk to the Sally and acknowledge her, um, but make sure she knows that she's not supposed to mess with the baby, and she can't keep her parent the parents from taking care of it because he's a real baby, not a ghost baby.
1: My, I have different experience of method methodology of going about this, so that's why I'm confused.
0: I agree with
1: you.
0: I don't... I'm like, what? Yeah. I don't what like are you doing? Why are you doing this? Child. I didn't ask for it when I moved. I have one baby. I don't need to deal with adopting a seven-year-old ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this. Like, I have
1: cleric understanding, not warlock understanding.
0: So, Deborah thinks this is super ridiculous to have a ghost child to deal with. And Barbara as, says as she's she should. really a sweet girl, and she just really loves the baby. What? Um, I don't think Barbara Barbara's getting all of it. This is when um, she suggested that the moving things were to get attention to the baby's needs, and this is when Deborah thinks that maybe my, like maybe Taylor was dealing with Sidge, which is sudden infant sudden. Infant death syndrome, which is babies just forget to breathe. Yeah, that's a thing. And so she wondered if him waking up so much was because he was getting messed with by the ghost to remember to breathe. Is it bad that I still do that sometimes? In her head that we have no way of fact checking. Yeah. And now she feels grateful and indebted to this ghost for maybe saving her child.
1: Isn't that called Stockholm syndrome where no, like you she grow attached kidnapped. to your abuser or something like that?
0: No, but like it's it's already starting where she has now developed this very intense relationship with this ghost based off what she thinks is going on in her brain.
1: Mm-mm, I don't like that. Yeah,
0: without getting any um, confirmation.
2: I mean, it's hard to get confirmation in these situations.
0: She did bring up the scratches. Yeah. And Barbara said that she thought it was because Sally thought that Tony might hurt Taylor because his emotions were all over the place right then.
1: I... I mm-hmm. I, I don't really
0: a, buy it either. Would a
1: benevolent ghost, like... Yeah, like... In my experience, like, I was told, and this is people from, like, the white evangelical churches that often do a lot of shitty things, like, that demons are powerless against us. But, like, as seen there, there is physical harm done. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I'm, like, my brain still defaults to thinking, like, anything uh, spiritual that does physical harm is probably not good.
0: Yeah, and I don't know why we're just, like, she was afraid for the baby, so she scratched Tony. Like, yeah, well, I would... Basically, she's like, tell her not to scratch Tony. And, like, that's um... kind of it. Like, and if, you, and if she does, you should punish her.
2: My instinct is to be like, oh, well, she's not a good medium, but she was able to figure out what she was, which just means the demon's a really good trickster.
0: Yeah. I, I think that, like, might be
2: it. Um... Because if you walk into a house and you're, like, super uncomfy, you know it's bad, which means the demon yeah. had to, like, hide itself.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, like, and so what happened was, like, Barbara said that if they really were uncomfortable, she could help try to send Sally away if they wanted that. Uh, yeah. That's not gonna Deborah go well. wasn't really sure yet at the time because she didn't really know what she was dealing with. And, um... She asked instead if maybe Barbara could be wrong about the spirit, and Barbara said, "I don't think so." And but it, to know more, I'd have to come see it, and that she'd be in town tomorrow.
1: So Barbara's a psychic, right? Yes. Who's the Who's Wait. the person that walked in and was like, "Nope."
0: Genie.
2: Karen. Jeannie.
1: Oh, Genie. Genie's got some deep like connection to. Uh spiritual I think
2: Yeah. did Barbara go in the house and feel the vibe or was she like on a phone call with them
0: no she she walked in Oh, you mean Barbara no they called her from Tony's parents house oh
2: so Barbara hasn't actually been in the house
0: no not yet so that was what she was picking up from not knowing or seeing them
2: okay yeah that's what I thought was happening which means the minute she walks into that house like yeah we'll see
1: yeah, yeah, she walks in the house, is like, huge, nope, I'm scared, and then walks out. How is that going to be like, oh, this ghost is fine?
0: Well, Terry, she's, she's friendly. friendly.
1: Shoot, I'm sorry.
0: Uh, so, going home, Deborah tried to follow Barbara's idea, but Tony was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not being a dad to this ghost. Yeah. Um. So, she did implement rules um, and what would be okay. She found ways to try to get Sally to show she was there, which was swinging the cords of the ceiling fan that had these little wooden balls at the end of it. This is Um, just inviting things. And she placed out a paper and crayons for Sally to write with, and she wrote, like, Sally, how old are you on it? Oof. Um, So the next day before Barbara gets there, Sally, not Sally, Deborah went to the library love a library, to do a bunch of research. But, however, in all the research she's ever done, and research that other people later do on this, they're never able to find the Sally, like the Sally, even though they do find Sally's in history that were around the house. Okay. But they don't, nothing ever really fits for who it was. Um, Right. So before Barbara came over, Tony's brother George comes over, Because he wants to see what happens, but he also brings his laundry with him. (laughs) (laughs) On a trip to the laundry machine, he notices that one of the candles in the bathroom is lit, and Deborah just used them for decorations. That's dangerous. And so now she has to have another conversation with Sally about they cannot set fires.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So when Barbara arrived, she was able to communicate for Sally, and she would even, like, change her voice for when Sally was talking to her. They were able to determine that she was seven, and um, she was saying that there were too many rules, and she kept forgetting what the rules were. So she said that you need to keep telling her the rules and, like, slow it down between making a bunch of new ones. Um, she thought that Deborah was mean and bossy, and she thought the baby was hers. Oh no. Um, no. I don't suck like it, this, Sally. <laughs> um And so yeah, she wanted to play with the baby, and so they worked to establish a relationship that they could try to communicate together and help Sally understand the rules. Um, and they, so, and this gets brought back up that maybe Sally was messing with the baby to keep him breathing. That's something that was kind of communicated between Sally and Barbara. Um, Barbara then suggests that they have a space for Sally to keep her own things in it. And they go up to the nursery and she's like, this is Sally's corner. She's standing here. So anything you have should go in this corner, and that's Sally's corner. Wait
1: a second. Could they trap Sally, like, in, in the corner? I
0: don't think that's how Some it works. Some salt? Because you wouldn't be able to get it everywhere. And, like, they even talked about how she, like, can float, and she would be, like, flying sometimes. So, like, she could just fly over the salt.
1: They need to banish sure.
0: I don't know. I don't, know. Uh, I don't like it. They brought back up, and so, oh, and then Barbara said it might even help to get Sally her own doll, because then she would be able to live leave Taylor alone. That's so
2: much worse.
0: Um, she said that the vibe she was getting from Sally was that men made her uneasy, and that's why she was targeting Tony.
1: Oh, gosh. What um, happened?
0: Tony piped up in about a dream that he'd have, where he'd seen a girl, and then, like, um, described her, and Barb said that was a very good likeness to Sally. Very cherub and, f- and very pretty, and well, like, well-kept. Um... Yeah, this definitely so seems Barbara, like
2: someone like, who saw a picture of a girl and was like, yeah, we're gonna use this.
0: Yeah. Um, so after Barbara left, they put things in Sally's corner that, like, stuff that they had, like, and the bear that she liked to play with. And then, um... On the paper that they left out, they found a very squiggly seven written in green crayon.
1: Did the crayon stink?
0: No. Um, You're missing all of my Barbara good faces over here. Over, um, a neighbor brought two dolls over for Sally, and Deborah kept trying to get written responses from her. Things started to get more active. She learned to play with the microwave and oh, it no. would randomly go off and Deborah would be like, you're going to kill my microwave. And she showed her how to turn the power of the microwave all the way down so just the timer would run. And it started doing just like that. It would just count down, but then like nothing would be spinning.
1: Because uh, Sally's going to be like, hmm, fork, what if it goes in microwave? Let's <laughs> see. I don't
0: think so. Uh, Lights would still go out, and Sally started using the ceiling fan to communicate that she was there. And Deb even got her a brand new doll that she wrapped in the box still. And she told Sally, you can open this whenever. Um,
2: So she's forming a very real attachment.
0: Yeah, she's very attached now, and Tony does not like any of it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. She talked to her regularly all the time. Tony would never talk to her. Ooh. Um, I mean, I'm sure that
2: helped things between him and Sally, for sure.
1: And just between Tony and Deborah. But, Let's like, get yeah. Rift.
0: And there was always, like, weird moments. Like, sometimes there'd be a lot of activity, and then there'd be, like, weeks or months where there'd just be really nothing going on anymore. And they'd wonder if maybe Sally had moved on. But she would always come back. Hmm. Um, I don't so Deborah like kept this. Checking the, the box, the, the present that she had wrapped and was like waiting for it to unwrap itself. And Tony thought it was very silly. Um, but one day she Until was teaching Taylor in her bedroom and she went past the nursery or something and she looked in and found the doll that she bought was now laying in the crib but the box that had been wrapped that it had been wrapped in was still perfectly untouched
1: uh, hey uh, no
0: like they opened the box and it looked like somebody had opened the box but the wrapping paper was still perfectly intact
1: Uh. <laughs> <like> your face <laughs> it's just, um... I
2: know she's missing all of my good ones
0: the day after that, Sally knocked over a stack of clean bottles and Deborah figured she wants one for her baby. Sally, you have one in your box. Let me show you where it is. Um, so most of the time, the things that Sally did looked fine to Deborah, but Tony and his mom did not think any of it was good. And Deborah's, uh, Tony's mom often said she was gonna sneak a priest into their house while they were gone, and just clean the <laughs> house one day.
1: Sneak a priest.
0: <laughs>
2: See, okay, okay this is definitely like
0: something Tony's mom.
1: Oh, I
2: would do with ghosts, where I just, like, I chill and I talk to them, but if I feel any kind of malicious intent, like, that's it.
1: Yeah, grab the pr- well, progressive
0: I, feel, I don't know why I feel this but I feel like Tony is in some way Italian that's completely wrong <laughs> it, it really it is, feels like could it could be wrong but the fact that we have a very big close family and his mom is very Catholic it just feels right to me hey I'm Tony this is my brother mm-hmm. Larry and my brother George but anyway so she did not like Sally and Sally did not like her So one time she was going to pick up the baby and Taylor started crying as if someone had, like, pinched him. And so she scolded Sally and was like, don't you dare touch this baby.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's not gonna end well at all. And what happened was Deb would find herself getting pissed at Tony's mom on Sally's behalf. Oh, shit. Um, Oh, shit. That's not good. Like, Tony's mom brought out a lot of tantrums from Sally. Like, she would throw things at her and move items between her and the baby.
1: Sally would throw, or...
0: Sally would throw things at her mom. (sighs) Friday, August 13th, Tony picked up George after Tony got off work and before George did, because Tony often worked the midnight shift. Um... And so he was going to drop George off at work, but they were both taking a cat nap on the couch before they left. And George woke up to a heavy thump on his chest, which nope. he thought was a cat. Nope. When he opened his eyes and reached up in front of him, what was sitting on top of him was the beanbag teddy, teddy bear chair that had been turned to the wall. So he had opened his eyes and was just chariot? staring at him. That's terrifying. So he shook Tony awake at the same time that Deborah came downstairs, and she just thought it was hilarious, and she laughed about it. Deborah, that lady, September tenth. Tony found um, small fingerprints burned into a candle that Deborah had placed in a wall sconce. But what was even weirder was that the candle was wrapped in plastic. But only the actual wax of the candle was burned, not the plastic. And it was tiny fingerprints that looked like a child's hand. Um, I don't like this on so many levels. Yeah. The biggest person that Sally messed with was Tony. Um... She would do it. She would mess with him a lot until he would acknowledge her, like say, "Stop it, Sally," like or like, shitty... "Leave me alone." Yeah. And then he would, and then she would stop doing stuff. But like one day, she just wouldn't leave him alone. I'm going to tell everybody, this is not fun. This is a bad day. Oh crap! Okay, this is a bad day. <laughs> what stuff does that mean? Sally. Okay. So Deborah had gone to work during the day. And Tony was staying home with the baby. He noticed that Deborah had left the dryer open as she had run to get socks and go out the door. And so he loaded the dryer back up and closed it up. Okay. He heard a thump thump and thought that there were shoes in it. No! And so he, like, just moved on. But all day, Sally was messing with him. She He would be vacuuming and she would turn it off the minute he started until he yelled at her. And then she stopped. And so when Deborah came home, he was like, the vacuum was freaking out and sally won't leave me alone and that reminded her that there was laundry that she could fold so she goes to take everything out of the laundry as she's pulling out items she keeps noticing weird splashes of brown spots on clothes that had been cleaned (sighs) earlier um and as she keeps pulling clothes out the the like brown stuff is getting bigger and bigger and redder and so she stopped before she found <laughs> what she not knew was there. He put a fucking cat? Taylor, right? No. Oh my god, he thought the baby was in
1: there? Y- you said it was a bad time! I'm like, I'm okay, going for Sally. A cat. I think a it's cat. a cat.
0: <gasps> no! The cat had gone in to lay in the warm clothes, and because he didn't know, he just loaded the dryer and it died. Mm. Um. So Sally seemed to have been trying to tell Tony to go check the the dryer.
1: Man, that sucks.
0: Yeah. There's there's a I'm lot so of weird sad. Cat things that happened. No, more weird cat things happen? Um I didn't I don't think I included it, but eventually they get like a kitten and it seems like the cat is always getting messed with and it wasn't eating, so she would like purposely stand there and watch until the cat ate, and it started to get better. Okay. Um, And so, and, like, the cats always could kind of see, and they would, like, look around at what was happening. So there's just, like, the cats are always kind of involved in this weird stuff. After the cat incident, things got really quiet, and so Deborah always started to wonder if maybe when she was super active, she got tired and would have to, like, recharge. So there'd be periods of her recharging where nothing happened. Um, but then in October, things start to get busy again. Uh, Tony often told Deb that he felt like Sally was biting his toes when he was going to sleep. Sheesh. Um, which Deborah <laughs> thought was so, funny. That's awful. Dude! Um, and said well, it's because you don't talk to her. She wants you to talk to her.
1: Oh, he, she's gonna enable that behavior. It's like, oh, you, she just wants to talk to you. She's biting my feet. You're okay with that? Yeah. I feel like she's
2: hey, being Debra influenced by this thing.
0: to take a shower, and she heard Tony yell, ow, stop it. And when she came back from her shower, he, like, just, like, unbuckled his pants and dropped them down. And he had a bite mark on his, the upper thigh. And he's like, she bit me. And, um... She also found this hilarious, and he was like, "What do you want me to do?" And he, like, tell her not to bite Daddy.
1: Oh, oh! I think I see what's going on here.
0: Yeah. So um, so he was still super pissed about it, and so they like looked at it, and it was very angry and it had distinct small teeth marks. Yeah. Okay. So was actually the next day? Gone.
1: So, so Sally had enough influence on Deborah to where, like. From what I've seen with the demon possession, it's Isolation. like, it's, uh, I don't know what you mean by that.
0: I, what I think is that Tony was more fun to play with because he wanted nothing to do with it. Also, he was closer in, to religious, like he believed more than he had the. You know the issue of his mother was very religious. I
1: wasn't even gonna make a point. And about so
0: that. I think it was playing with him more because he hated it. Well, yeah. And so it was making Deborah very comfortable because she wasn't seeing really bad things, and it was like pushing her this way because they tend to feed off someone becoming isolated and feeling alone in this situation.
1: So she was feeling alone.
0: No, so Tony. Was. He was. Well, that's
1: not I. I wasn't even going to talk about Tony.
0: Oh, no, what were you talking about?
1: I was going to talk about uh, how, in, in my experience with seeing Demon Possession, the influence that I've seen is usually in bursts of manipulating the emotion. Very uh,
0: well could be. And
1: so, in that moment where S- Sally's fucking celebrating, it's, she probably managed to influence... Uh, Deborah's brain to let her enable all of her shitty ass behavior.
0: Well and she mm-hmm. just was really sold on that this is just a sweet girl it's- who misses her family.
2: Well she said oh, so something, something about biting daddy and I was like, oh shit, she thinks this is her fucking child. And
0: yeah. So yeah, the next day the bite is gone. Um, the day before Halloween, Deborah found another lit candle and yelled at Sally again about it, saying no more fires. Um, and then later that day, a picture of Taylor that was up in the nursery was knocked over onto its face. So Halloween, Tony goes downstairs for, I think, a glass of milk and Sally's standing in the kitchen.
1: Oh, she possessed.
0: No, he he sees her.
1: Oh, 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 Sally.
0: Sally, he sees Sally standing in the kitchen, like by the, by the counter. And like, well, um, they stood there staring at each other until Tony eventually drops the glass from his hands and it shatters. And when he looks back up, she's gone.
1: Well, you know what they say about All Hallows' Eve.
0: Yeah. It's very interesting that it was Halloween and they were always like, why was it? Then that he, she decided to let herself be shown. Like, because the there's thing. always. It just would yeah, have been a, it's like a doorway to see her. There's a reason why it's a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So he runs to Deborah, who was still sleeping and says what he, what he just saw and was like, Barbara was right. She's cute as hell. Because she looked like a little, like, like the way that they draw her, like, cause he's a sketch artist. So what he does now is he draws her. And she looks oh, like, buff- like a picture. temple child with like a big floppy bow tied into her curly hair. And like, yeah, really it literally looks sheets.
2: like someone just saw a
0: video of a child and was like, Yeah, that one. Um But de- so Deborah was like cool, but like kind of jealous that Sally had shown herself to Tony and not her, because she was the one that believed in To in Sally.
1: I mean it makes sense that he would she would show herself to him, be like, I'm real, motherfucker, kind of thing.
0: Well, when he described it, it was like they stared at each other, kind of both shocked that they were able to see each other.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Like, she was very, like, what? So I don't really know what that was about. Um, so now we're going to move into the holiday season, where they only spent one there because, of course, they moved in on around New Year's. So they only spent they only lived in the house for 20 months. Okay, so they good. only spent one holiday season in the house. So mm-hmm. they did they did Thanksgiving early because they had uh they had Deborah's family that was flying in, and her mom flew in from Atlanta, and her sister was flying in from uh New York, like Buffalo, I think. And so like there was like they did like long celebrations so for around thanksgiving gets around thanksgiving time karen had flown back over and she was washing dishes at the kitchen when she hears scratches on the window the whole time she's too afraid to look there don't eventually she's just like i can't take it anymore and she goes and she tells them and they go look outside and there was like nothing that could have been scratching the, the window like no tree branches could have been doing it um, the next day, Debra's mom saw the microwave timer start count back, start counting backwards. And like it was the first time somebody had actually been looking at the microwave when it happened. That afternoon, Karen and her husband were sleeping on the couch when Karen wakes up randomly to find that the bear beanbag chair is on fire. No, what? Like, it, and it was weird. It was, like, one flame coming from the top of the bear's head.
1: Dude.
0: Um, what? So they put out the fire. Like, Karen puts out the fire, and now Deborah is pissed because this was a gift, and she really loved this bear beanbag chair. And it's ruined because, like, the face had melted. Ugh. Um, so they called Barbara immediately, who said that she didn't think that Sally liked the kids being in the nursery, because people had brought kids who were sleeping in the nursery with the baby. So they moved the kids out of the nursery. They didn't... <laughs> An on-fire uh, garbage can could about be in the a nursery. Again and say that if there's another fire, you have to go. Like, that's it. Uh, mm-hmm. Deborah asks if there could be another spirit and Barbara says like she's quiet for a bit and then she's like a boy no wait that's your baby uh, if there is another spirit Sally's the dominant one so she's gonna protect you this
1: no. is where I'm like wait
0: what <laughs> what
1: sometimes they don't get it right they, I, I they know
0: are, they're not foolproof but
1: they misinterpret
0: I feel like you yeah, would know like, by now brother. Yeah. Um, so Deborah's like, I don't know if any of this is true. Uh, Christmas, they had a big party, and, like, they had told Sally that people were going to be coming over so that maybe she would be okay with it at that point. Um, and there's a Santa that comes that was a, just a neighbor just as Santa. Santa! So- and so every... T- Child, except Taylor, because he had fallen asleep before he got there, got to be with Santa. Hell yeah. After Santa left, Tony was climbing up the stairs, when, and when he reached the top of the stairs, the smoke alarm went off. When he turned around, his brother was staring at a doll on the fifth stair, which was on fire. Dude, Sally... So, Tony runs down the stairs, he picks up this cloth doll that has burst into flames, and he's running back up the stairs, and the flame is just getting bigger.
1: No. Pieces of
0: the doll are falling off onto the carpet, and Tony's shirt catches on fire.
1: Stop, drop, roll.
0: So, he's, like, stomping what? on the, the pieces that have fallen onto the carpet, because the carpet could catch on fire. Yeah. And then he throws the doll into the bathroom sink, where he, like, puts it out. And then he looks at his forearms, and his forearms are, like, super burnt.
1: Sally got to go. Should have left a long time.
0: Yeah, I don't know why people are not talking enough about what the fuck's happening to Tony, but what happens is a neighbor, who was, I think, the wife of Santa,
1: <laughs> says...
0: Um, Maybe she was feeling left out because she didn't get to spend time with Santa.
1: Oh, so she we'll d-
0: come back tomorrow so she can have her time with Santa and Taylor can too.
1: She didn't get to see Santa, so of course she burns the people.
0: <sighs> yeah. So what? <clears throat> what Deborah does instead is she had these like oil lamps that look like ours. That, you know, you can turn up and it burns a little piece of like cord. Right? You know what I'm talking about? So she's like, Sally, if you want to light a fire to tell us that you're here, do it in this oil lamp that's (sighs) contained.
1: No! Sally, if you (laughs) want to light a fire, get the fuck out of my house! Josh, how much about the Sally
2: house do you know? What? Huh? How much about the Sally house do you know?
1: Me? He doesn't know anything. Nothing.
2: Except oh, things that I've communicated. So. It's
1: gonna go down in flames. This is gonna get
2: interesting for you.
1: You'll tell me um, it's over.
0: Anyway, so the <laughs> next day, Santa comes back over and uh, is sitting with Taylor and they're like, oh, uh... And then all of a sudden it's like, Deborah, there's smoke behind you. And she turns around and inside the oil was a, f- a bright yellow flame. Mm-hmm. Um, It was contained in there, but smoke was pouring out of it. I don't like it.
1: Does sulfur turn yellow when it lights up?
0: I have no clue.
1: Let's, you're, you're.
0: I gotta talk. We can look it up later. Um, But they also said, like, oh, Sally, come take a picture with Santa. And they took a picture. Um, So the day after Christmas, Deborah goes to get the pictures developed because it's the 90s. Um, mm-hmm. And in there, there's two anomalies. Yep. They've taken multiple pictures before, and Sally always showed up as kind of a gray mist. But their other one is like a weird cloud cluster, cluster of a bunch of different colors.
1: Oh, See, boy. I'm like,
0: afraid to look at that? this picture
2: because I'm home alone right now. Um, mm-hmm. You're looking
0: at this picture because you're home alone right now.
2: I'm afraid to look at this picture because I'm a home alone right now, but I'm going to do it anyways.
0: <laughs> um, Wait. So they called, they called Barbara and she said, she just talked, like she said, like there could be another one. And then she communicated that different colors when they show up and ghosts need different emotions.
1: Like a mood ring.
0: I guess. Um, but so when Tony looked at the pictures, he said, like, I knew it. I didn't think that someone as cute as Sally could be the ones doing all the bad stuff. So he's now, he's now saying, okay, there's two. One of them's the good girl that Deborah keeps interacting with. And one is the bad one who's been messing with me. Um, so now we're around New Year's. And this is when I think... The activity really changes. Like, there was stuff that was very concerning before, but this was when it was, like, From
2: malicious to evil
0: kind of thing? I was just like, okay, there's stuff that's just very strange now, and I don't like it. But now that I've been talking about stuff, I think, one, the minute Tony had, like, a scratch on him, I would be terrified. Yeah. The fact that then he was then bitten to a point where you could see individual teeth, that is very scary. And then like, burn on top of that, and all the fire, yeah, like, fire. Yeah. Um. It, okay. Oh so, Tony would continuously get woken up by thumping up and down the stairs, which he always thought was the cat. But one night it was happening repeatedly, and he couldn't sleep. So at like four o'clock, he goes up to the stairs to look at it because he thinks he's gonna catch a cat running up and down doing zoomies. <laughs> So he's at the top of the stairs and he's just waiting, but instead the thumping starts again at the bottom of the stairs and gets closer to him.
2: Oh no. Oh no. Um, <laughs> no.
0: As it gets closer to him, he feels himself get cold and it passes, and the noise and the coldness pass through him. Um, so he then runs back to his room to wake up Debra, and Debra's a very heavy slipper's slipper slipper she is a slipper the whole time (laughs) she's a very heavy sleeper and so he's shaking her and she's just mumbling and she's like it's the cat and like goes back to sleep
1: it's perfume
0: so she's (laughs) roused again by tony saying it's in the room and Deborah again mumbles, it's just the fucking cat. And, like, goes back to sleep, leaving Tony to deal with this completely on his own. Um, so that night, he would later tell Deborah that he had a dream that he was getting pulled off the bed by his wrists. But he woke up with half his body off the bed and his legs still in bed.
2: Oh, boy. And
0: he, cr- like, clambered himself back in to bed and said, like, stop. Um, the next day, he I don't would like feel this a on so many levels. On his wrist, and he would unbuckle his like long sleeves to find blisters in the shape of a child's hand <sighs> on his wrist where he had been pulled in the dream. And so, with that, we're going to stop here for part two. I'm so sorry I really (laughs) tried to do it and this is me not even taking everything from the book like Mm -hmm. there is more in the book that I just left out because I want you guys to go read the book so we're just gonna stop here and we will have a part two which will either be a full or a mini we'll find out
2: yet to be decided
0: tell them the things
2: Alrighty, you can find us on Instagram at Nope underscore I'm underscore scared. Follow us like us, shoot us a DM. We're always happy to chat with you.
0: And if you have any personal stories, feedback, or suggestions, you can email us at Nope I'm Scared Podcast at gmail.com and you can rate and review as well.
1: Yeah, like I, I still need to send you guys the because I was going to tell the story of the possession stuff in my written s- story to contribute to you guys so you guys would have some more written stories in order yeah, to read. Yeah, you could still do that. But yeah, and I'm going to. Yeah, it's just you can still how do I done that. Yeah,
0: no. So, so, we'll be back <laughs> <No>. <laughs> soon, and I promise I will try to put these two episodes out very close because I know it's just getting good. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.